I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben. Hey, man. Good morning. How you doing? I am doing good. How about yourself? Yep, same. Just finished working. Nice. Well, um, yeah, I'm glad to uh, do some normal updates on the pod this week and just hear how things are going. I'm curious to hear what you're working on. Yeah, we haven't had those in a while. And I think you had kind of a wild week, right? Like with some outages I read on Twitter. Ah, you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, what's what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, that was it was the the week of fires, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> um and well, I mean, maybe every it, it did make me feel better when like Facebook went down. It was like, <laughs> well, if you know, if they're going down then <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's okay. Yeah, you you're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it was a rough week. It, it definitely was a rough week. Um, yeah, so it, it kind of started out, um, well, this was last Friday. Um, basically, all the potion sites went down, and they were down for like four hours, maybe five hours. Ooh. And um, during that time, I was just like frantically like trying to figure out what was going on, um, being like a detective. Um, so hopefully it wasn't too bad. All my, my customers were really, um, uh, gave a lot of grace and, uh, no one was really upset or anything, which was nice. Um, which was great. And I don't know, maybe I I don't know how normal these kind of things are. Um, but at least for me, this is like the first time I've had like a actual, like full site outage like every site's down kind of situation um in the last like nine months i've been working on potions so i feel like that's not terrible (laughs) at least i mean definitely not no (laughs) notions had tons of outages in the last year where they were like down for like half a day and then like stuff like that so i don't know at least in in the tech space which you know most potion users are you know somewhat you know pretty much in tech or they kind of understand, I think, a little bit. And I think that's that because of that, they're like more willing to like, oh, yeah, it's okay. And, you know, things happen. Uh, so that's good. Um, but what happened was Versal, who I host all my potion sites on Versal, Versal had a outage. Or, well, no, they didn't have an outage. They had like a, a hack, like someone was trying to like, do a a hack against their servers and like hit it a ton and all this stuff and so they basically to stop that they just like blocked a hundred thousand ips that were hitting versal servers oh um, yeah so they were killing or kicking off whole ip ranges probably right so like just get rid of them all yeah right and they happened to think that potion was maybe one of those malicious hackers um hitting hitting um with our ip range hitting some of their servers um which they there would there wouldn't have been a great way that they could have known because potion is doing kind of something like that where so um i think i've talked about it on the pod before but i'm using this service approximated to um create custom domains for potion sites and then so the the domains are pointed to approximated and then approximated is like this reverse um, proxy that then points those to the Versal server. And so probably 
what happened was there was enough hits on the servers from like a third party kind of thing that they picked up the potion sites as oh that could be a malicious thing mm. that's trying to hit these servers um <clears throat> and so they blocked the ip range <laughs> um uh, so it, it took a while to figure that out like to figure that out i was like talking to the approximated founder i was talking to I, I then decided to start reaching out to some versal people and with versal like it, it made made me think of um I don't know, just different services that like people depend on. Like if their if their support system is like a slow system, like you could just be out for multiple hours or even a couple of days. Like yep. I've I've talked with Versal support before and like you basically just email them and then they'll get back to you in like two days. And it's like, oh man, that would be <laughs> that's not good. Um nope. so basically I just started to find people I knew that worked at Versal on Twitter. Uh, and just reached out to them. And thankfully, some people, there was a, a person or two that I knew that kind of followed me on Twitter and I knew they worked at Versal. And so I just reached out to them and they were got back to me right away, were super helpful. <laughs> um, and we started to figure the situation out. And I eventually got on a call with like a Versal engineer who was, I think the person, he was the engineer that was like in charge of like blocking IP ranges and stuff. <laughs> kicked you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we kind of figured out wh what the IP range was and he like unblocked mine and uh, then everything was, was fixed. But yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. And just like to figure out and talk to the right people to figure that out was, um, took some time. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty complex at that point, right? And you don't really have a good, I mean, there is probably no easy way of having a failover if, you know, if that happens, like that's a bottleneck and you kind of have to trust that right. for the uptime. <laughs> right, which, you know, there's like good and bad of that. It's like, I, I really rely on Versal um, for uptime and for making sure everything's good. And then, you know, that could be bad if they are down and I, there's not much I can do, but hopefully they're never down because I, I they've never really been down much as far as i've ever seen um and they just you know are in control of that so that's kind of nice for me to just be let them kind of handle it <clears throat> but i am yep. thinking um that i might need to switch up my custom domain situation um which thankfully i think i've i've been hearing some talk that Versal's going to start allowing like unlimited domains mm -hmm. um and so then basically I could have them handle my custom domains as well, um, which would just be, you know, more robust. And since they would kind of have control of everything at that point, like there wouldn't be, at least for now, like my IP range is like whitelisted. So it's like, they shouldn't do this again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, in the future, like I think that may, would make it more robust, just like solely having Versal take care of that part in the hosting. So that might be the plan in the future. Cool. I wonder what the reasoning is behind not allowing multiple domains anyway, but that's probably so something. So what I I'm heard was that about. they had some limitation in how the platform was built that they just, it wasn't possible at this point until they had to redo some refactoring, do some changing up, and then it would be possible to allow custom domains. Cause Right, like it, it shouldn't cost them anything really to yeah, that's allow what I was thinking. unlimited. Um, it's just, yeah, just running the code more maybe. Um. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, overall, it sounds like a not not too bad 
bad situation, right? How did you, how did you, first of all, like, how did you notice that something was up? <laughs> um, I mean, I was just playing around on some potion sites. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some potion sites, <laughs> probably a decent amount throughout the day. Um, <laughs> um, like if I remember working on some features or helping with support, like I'm jumping in between potion sites to help yeah. people or test out something I'm working on. Um, so yeah, I just like was, I just hit like my, my testing potion site and it's like, Hey, what's, it's not up. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I found it quickly. Cool. Could, could be, could be worth having some kind of notification system that sends you an email or something if, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I have one set up. I think it's just that, um. I think I hit the quota already for the month. So then they kind of like stop. Ah, and then, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things I can do there that I've been thinking about to like, just help with the robustness, like basically checking on some different endpoints to see that everything's good. And then like alert me if it's not, um, and things like that, um, that, yeah, I need to set up. Um, so that, that can then gets us to kind of the second issue, the thing that happened, the, the next like fire issue, um, <laughs> <laughs> that happened this week. Um, and that was, so Notion changed some of their APIs. Um, <laughs> uh -oh. yeah. So this is the second time that they've probably changed something in the whole, that, that changed something that broke something in the entire time of, I've been working on potion. So again, not terrible. Um, but I, I had to react quickly to this as well. And it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of just like a little scary when these kind of things happen. Cause you just feel like you don't have control of it. And all of a sudden they change something and you're like having to react and it breaks stuff. Um, and it kind of made me reflect on like, well, man, what if this just like disappeared? Like, what if they changed something that like completely like just broke and just, there was no way to fix it. Maybe like they just completely like cut me out of the data or something like that to where it's like, there's no fix for this, you know? Yep. Um, yep. that really kind of scared me thinking about that. Cause it's like, man, that's like, it's one change away. Like it's one change away from notion doing something that like could just like take the whole business down. So like, I don't know. I was, I was thinking it's pretty dark, dark thoughts after that <laughs> <laughs> wait wait but but why dark thoughts i'm kind of going off topic here probably but what like what would happen like if that happens i mean you probably would have to either figure out a way or move on so what like what's your conclusion what would you do <laughs> i mean i'm reliant on notion right so it's like if notion doesn't want this to be possible or if they like just change something and they don't really care because you know, I'm not their priority and they just change something that breaks something. Um, what would I do? I mean, I don't know. Like I'd have to tell all my customers that, Hey, this doesn't work or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> now to be clear, um, just for any customers, cause I don't want them to all get scared <laughs> that might be listening. I don't think this is going to happen. And, and, um, you know, notion once, Notion, I've talked to Notion in the past. They, they do want these website builders to exist. Um, they, they like that we're building on top of them and, and bring more value. Um, so I, I don't think that they would try to do that. Um, so that's good. I, I mean, they do have a whole 
like API where they're allowing people to build on top of Notion. So this is like, this is something that they want and they're trying to build out. Um, I'm just saying I went down to a dark place that, you know, I don't <laughs> think will, will happen, but it, it just made me think of those options. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> got so, it, so, got it. so basically what happened was um, they just changed one of the endpoints that uh, Potion uses to grab data for like the, the database tables in Notion. And so once they did that, that started airing out and I saw that, but it basically made it so that all the tables and Potion sites didn't work. Um, so this one, thankfully, I was able to fix in like maybe an hour. Um, so not that long um, and kind of I, you know, I had to do some reverse engineering, just looking at like what they were doing new, how they were changing it, <clears throat> and then update the endpoint to have the right parameters and stuff um, to get the data. So it wasn't terrible, but it is it is one of those frantic things where in the moment you're just like, oh man, like, ah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, there's some kind of pressure, right? Because you want to fix it quickly, but then you, you don't really know what changed. So you got to figure it out and, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. So just so people aren't confused, like why these things happen or, or so basically Potion is very reliant on Notion and their unofficial API at this point still because their official API, I've actually heard, I've been talking to some other developers. It's actually like less stable. <laughs> like it's mm. in, it's in beta still. And like, they'll change stuff that breaks things and mm. they will at least give warning to the, the, the dev folks there and give you a couple days warning maybe they're like hey this is about to change or something like that but you'd have to be like reacting all the time there and then i i have heard that they'll have like outages and things like that with their their api and so it's actually probably less stable going to their their uh, beta official api than it is to the unofficial api so that's kind of interesting um and then the other issue is that their API still doesn't handle all the block types and, and give you all the data that's, you know, that's required that people want to, to actually be able to kind of replicate their potion, you know, their notion setup and, and create the potion website. So that's why I'm still on the unofficial API and, um, I'm kind of looking on ways to maybe start to kind of slowly, um, bring in some of the official API stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of why I'm in this situation where I'm, I'm, uh, reliant to make changes quickly if something does change and, and stuff like that, which isn't my favorite, um, situation to be in, but that's, that's where it's at right now. <laughs> well, so. it, you know, it seems like it's not happening that often, as you just said, like twice in nine months seems to be, seems to be okay. But yeah, like the, right. I, th I think the only downside that I really see is you never know when it will happen, and you you know you kind of have to react quickly in a way. So eh. yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I think an is. another thing that I'm gonna do with this is I'm gonna reach out to some Notion engineers um, mm. and really just try to create a relationship there. Where ideally, like I think I could you know if I reach out, create a good relationship, I think they would be helpful enough to like, Hey, we're actually gonna, and I'll just like tell them the endpoints I'm using. And if they just like, we're like, Hey, this is uh this is changing or something like that. Like that would be like huge. Cause they could give me like a yep. week's warning or something. Cause you know, they know that they're changing some stuff and things are about to go live. So it's like, they could let me know so that I could actually have this 
ready and working like immediately that would that would be nice that would be yeah that would be sweet so yeah that's what i'm gonna try to do a couple hours (laughs) yeah yeah so anyways that was kind of my week everything was on fire and uh yeah it yeah like i was saying it, it did really make me think like it almost made me think like what would i do if i had to start over um because it, it, yeah, it just made me go to that dark place that like, like this could go away, and then I'm starting at block zero again. What would I do? <laughs> Which was kind of interesting to think through that. Um, yeah, I, I was starting to but, think like, yeah, I probably wouldn't build on top of a platform that could destroy <laughs> me again. <laughs> That's I, basically what I just wanted to say was basically just not build on another platform ever again, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cool so anyways that's that's pretty much my my update because i I really did not do any new stuff well actually take that back since we last talked i did i did uh release the the menu builder that you helped helped build and build a lot so that was sweet and uh (laughs) yeah people are really liking that they're using that now and i'm seeing some sites come (laughs) up with some some cool menu navs um so that's been really cool um, and that's Sweet. been a really big feature to, to release that's and good, stuff. That's so. good to hear. <laughs> yeah, so good work. I'm just, I'm just glad that the menu builder didn't cost the outage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. True. Uh, so anyways, enough about me. Um, how's it going? What's up with you? So... I got paying customers. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes, once again we're we're in the in the black. <laughs> um, so I got two paying customers over the last two weeks. Um, and I have no idea who they are, which is even cooler, so it's not like somebody I know or something. Strangers on the internet. Yes. And the the cool thing is, like the way I launched the, the early access is it's free until I uh, until we leave early access, basically, and they are free to pay if they want to. And so they didn't really have to do that. Right. But they were like, hey, this is cool. I want to support the further development of it. Uh, take my money. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, so they so they signed up voluntarily, basically. Uh, and yeah, it's like overall, it's going pretty good. I wrote down some some numbers here. So there are over 400 nodes created now. Um, wow. Waitlist is approaching almost 300 people, um, but some of them have already obviously been invited. Like 200 and I don't know, 25 or so have been invited. Mm-hmm. A couple more just sent out, I guess. And overall, it got over 90 users. So free users is almost 100. So yeah, yeah, going going pretty strong actually. I didn't didn't really expect it to, you know, go that well. Like the uh, the, the sign up rate is actually pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, that um, is. And yeah, I'm I'm just basically shipping away uh, a lot of features right now that I had planned anyway. So I basically shipped a dark mode, which is you know kind of like, do you really need that, or is it super? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, but because it's actually B2C, I think it is kind of cool to have that uh, because people will be working in environments where they don't want to look at the sun <laughs> taking their notes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was actually appreciated by some users. And um, one bigger feature that I shipped just on Monday, I think, is cross-references. So you can actually now 
uh, do the do the braces and reference any of your previous notes from the same or other trains of thought. And then if you click them, you get a preview of the note. And if you click a button inside that preview, it will actually insert the note as a card into your current uh, stream of thought. That's kind of cool. I'm actually using that a lot myself, <laughs> which I hadn't thought before. Um, and yeah, just this week I've been working on uh, the first exports. So what I have right now, and I've actually secretly deployed that to live just yesterday evening. <laughs> uh, I haven't really told anybody. Maybe some people have discovered it already. I haven't really looked yet. But you can already export a whole train of thought as markdown files. Wow. With the exception of mind maps. And that's kind of that's kind of a tough one, I feel, because how yeah. do you export mind maps to Markdown, right? <laughs> so my, right. my best guess right now is that I will have some kind of headless Chrome uh, render out the mind map and just take take an like take a screenshot of it and then just inside the the archive just put it as a JPEG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at least you have it like inside your export, but it won't be Markdown probably. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that sounds like a pretty advanced feature, the the export. Yeah, I, I have people asking for a bunch of different formats, obviously. So there are some kind of derivats of, of XML that people would like to see. And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess we can do that. I just have to, you know, let's start small. Let's just start with Markdown because that's what the editor supports anyway, and which is easy to convert from HTML. Um, and then I'll be I'll be adding more uh, export formats on top of that. I guess I, I could even nice. see like offering PDF, uh, whatever you can really do from from HTML. Maybe even you know some proper Word documents. Um, yeah. So you have some customers that are like asking for request like features and like giving feedback and stuff. Yeah, actually. Uh, a bunch of them, like even those on the on the free plan who didn't decide to pay, I got uh, got a bunch of answers to my initial um, outreach emails when I when I let them into the early access. A couple of people actually replied like, "Hey, I'm excited to try this out. Have you thought about X?" And there, there were actually even some people um, who who nudged me into uh, different research papers that have been written about you know organizing your notes and doing it horizontally and i was like wow that's that's cool uh, <laughs> so i'm kind of digging through that you know trying to see if there's some smart stuff in there um yes yeah, super excited that people that people are excited about it <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty cool because like i can kind of see like I, there's a lot of people now i feel like that are really into like nerding out about like how to like be productive in like their yep. note taking and in their writing and like you know kind of the same people like that i've seen at least that are like really nerd about that and like notion and some of these other tools and it's like those are the people that like i think would really like something like what you're building where it's like you know it, it fits how they think and how they want to like do things and be productive and uh, they could like really nerd out about it and, and want that kind of thing. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different approaches to note taking and I guess th there's also probably a lot of fluctuation where people just try different tools and see if it's for them or not. So that's yeah. probably something I'll have to get used to anyway. Right. So people signing up, trying it out and then maybe 
just moving on um so i'm already debating if there should be i mean there should probably at least be some kind of trial period um or like a full demo where you can really just test drive the entire thing i don't even know thinking about my my own uh experience like notion is free to use i guess yeah i think most of them have a free plan just because just because uh you kind of want to try taking notes with with the applications i guess yeah yeah, I, I know Notion has a free plan, and I mean, at least you have a pretty clear, like, some, like you could limit the amount of yeah new thoughts that they could make, or, you know, you, there's a pretty easy, like, plan you can make for free, I guess, um, that could work out pretty well. Yeah, also feature-wise, it's super easy, you know, just turn off the export function, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. You know, just remove some of the goodies that that you will get if you pay but yeah overall i'm super super pumped i had somebody like one of the people who paid actually reached out or i think he wrote that on twitter where he's like yeah i'm i'm basically using that for all my notes right now and i'm like wow that's <laughs> like that's insane that's yeah. cool to hear like that's what i want to build right like i love building stuff that people actually use and so i'm I'm kind of preparing right now a bunch of a uh, bunch of questions basically that I want to send out to the different lists basically like one that goes out to all the people who have signed up um, then one that is more specific to the people who are actually paying right now um, and yeah maybe even adjust the uh, when I when I let in new batches adjust that sign up uh, email and maybe even ask them some questions like how did you hear about it uh, what have you been using so far like stuff that could really be good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool that uh, you're getting some good feedback. You're getting people that are interested in it. Um, so yeah, next up is kind of getting some more feedback from some of those different people. Um, what are what are some of like the the features that you're wanting to build or that are on your mind? It's not that much actually. So <laughs> um, at least not before I want to go out of the early access phase. Um, I, I basically just want to finish the um, or offer a, a couple more export options and maybe look into how easy it would be to build some kind of importing so that you can at least, you know, like drag in a bunch of markdown files and they just uh, form a new train of thought. That would be cool to have, I guess, because that way you can like from bear or probably even notion i don't know if notion experts to markdown probably yes uh, and then you can just you know take a bunch of files throw them in there um, and it's easier to transition all all your stuff over uh, to another tool because that's a huge friction point right where people might be like hey i'm already you know i'm already settled i've got everything that's in my brain basically inside bear or some other yeah. app uh, and it's hard to it's hard to migrate over, uh, and that's that's a point that I want to address. And it would be it would be good to have that before leaving early access. I feel, yeah. Um, yeah at the same time, what I just mentioned, like exporting mind maps, um, would be good to good to have. But apart from those two, uh, it's really just fixing some of the small annoyances, small bugs, and that's actually kind of funny because I think with B two B software we're more forgiving if if something is you know annoying or we you know we they have their quirks and we just live with it and we just don't care because we we also kind of know like if we write them like hey here's a ux annoyance it won't get fixed <laughs> it probably yeah. won't but but if there's like somebody using it like as their main note-taking tool and they run into the same annoyance like 
12 times a day <laughs> that's not good and they you know they will complain and i feel like i should address those issues uh quicker than if if it was b2b and so yeah i'm, I'm basically trying to um, find those annoyances listen to people talk to some people um and yeah hopefully this will happen within this month and i'll be able to leave the early access by the end of this month I don't know if that's really realistic, but you're moving well, fast. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're moving fast. You built a lot of features, got a lot of people on trying it out. Like that's pretty sweet. Um, have you thought of doing like a like a public thought that people can share like publicly? How, how do you mean? Well, oh, you like, mean like pub? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, kind of like, uh, you know, how Notion and some of the other kind of note-taking tools where it's like you can make your train of thought public and then share it online with other people and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That will definitely be one of the features uh, to come. And almost like a presentation mode, I feel, because it's already kind of in the slides format, right, where you have like a PowerPoint-like, you know, mm -hmm. every note is like their own slide in a way. So I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a super high priority item right now. Yeah. Uh, it's more almost yeah, like I, I, a marketing kind of thing that you could do to kind of push yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And it could be like even in different formats where you can toggle like, is it horizontal or do we just put all the cards below each other? Um, yeah. And, and another point that I really want to get to at, you know, I don't know when that will happen or if it's even realistic to go there, probably need a lot more traction for me to, to start doing that, but adding, you know, like a team player mode so that you can, you know, you can have multiple people editing mm. the same train of thought, that would be really cool to have at some point. And the editor I've, I've started using from the get-go actually supports that. So you can have multiple cursors in the same node and whatnot. Um, so that would be really cool to have and makes it, you know, like that's kind of the, you know, 10 steps ahead if you want to go to, I don't know, maybe target some teams or companies yeah. or whatever you yeah. want to call them. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I could see like students using this kind of thing and maybe they're like yeah. sharing notes with other students and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Another um, thing that I really want to see, and that's probably somewhere closer on my roadmap personally, is... Uh, the option to, in, in your train of thought, which expands horizontally, the option to group some cards together so that they don't take up all the space, but you're like, mm. just like you can group tabs in Chrome, basically, right? So it's like, hey, here's a group of cards and you can expand them and collapse them. Um, yeah. So you can easily go over them to the right or to the left, depending on from where you're coming. Uh, that that would be really helpful. Um but yeah, I haven't really thought about how, how hard it would be to implement that. I guess it's probably not even that hard. Just have to kind of you know set a marker in my database. You know, group starts here and ends there. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting also to think about, because this is more B2C, like how do you grow this kind of thing? Like it, it's just like a different, it's a little different world than the B2B that typically we're kind of in, uh, I'm in building yeah. stuff in. Um, yeah, so that'll be cool to see how you, how you do that. Yeah, I, I have no idea. 
<laughs> I, I have some ideas, I guess. Uh, no, I, I do have. I actually have a bunch of ideas. I would say. Um, so, hit, you know, hitting productivity reddits or you know places where people talk about productivity mm. is definitely like water holes where people you know come together to nerd out about their tools. Mm-hmm, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's probably a good spot to be. Uh, I think research and you know colleges, like you just said, or students could be another group to. Uh, to kind of try to focus on um and i think you could even hit some jackpots like if you if you make it to some big youtubers you know list of tools i could see kind of influencer marketing stuff happening um if you actually find somebody who genuinely likes (laughs) likes the product (laughs) which is probably the harder part right right yeah yeah if you hit one of those big breakthroughs that could that could be big yeah, right. Right now, I'm honestly, I'm just focused on that early access list. I want to see what happens if I uh, announce that it's not free to use anymore. Like, will that actually, you know, p- push people over to convert to paid, um, or will they just all <laughs> run, <laughs> run away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good test. <laughs> see what happens. Yep. See what happens there. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of taking it slowly, but I have some ideas, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, well, on, from the outside, it looks like you're moving fast. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, I, I think that's about it. Sweet. Well, that was good and uh, good to catch up and hear how things are going. Yep. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening in. And uh, you can check out um, the different projects we're working on in the show notes. Uh, but otherwise, we'll talk to you in another episode. See you next week. Bye.